असतमा सदगमय तमसमा ज्योतिर्गमय दिस इज वेरी स्टेटमेंट डोंट रिमेन इन इग्नोरेंस एंड डोंट स्टे इन डार्कनेस गोट वर्ड्स लाइट रियलाइजिंग द सुप्रीम सो इंक्रीज द पावर ऑफ दैट कॉर्नर increase the light of that bulb yes one there in that corner yes <laughs> yes good thank you namom vishnu padaya krishna prasthaya bhutale श्रीमते भक्तिदेदस्वामीतिनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वती देव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चात्यसतारिणे कल्पतरोभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्यतीता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नम नमो महबदान्या कृष्ण प्रेम प्रदाते कृष्णा कृष्ण चैतन्य नमने गौरतिषे नम हे कृष्ण करुणा सिंधु दीनबंधु जगतपते गोपेशकंत राधाकमस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरांगे राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषवानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रियादाधर शिवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर गिविंग अस दिस अपॉर्चुनिटी दिस इवनिंग टू स्पीक ऑन द टॉपिक कॉल्ड द प्रिंसिपल ऑफ सरेंडर सो इन द बिगिनिंग वी शुड नो फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल what is principle what is principle any understanding you have about principle yes brother 
something very important yes any other understanding something around which the whole system runs around yes it sets the goal and very important that's why it is very important because things evolve centering around principle and if we say one more thing also we can say principle cannot be changed principle cannot be changed here we are talking about eternal principle you should know this first of all <laughs> we are not concerned about mr x he establishes some principle he says no we are not talking about that we are talking about eternal principles which are set by the supreme lord and in this connection also we should understand that there is a difference between eternal principle which are established by the supreme authority and so called principles which are established by some so called leader of the society even if you say the principles which are established by the leaders in the society also has a great importance in our life that nobody can just just for example if a principle been established by the king of a country no normal citizen has the power to transgress that principle if they transgress what will happen what will happen they will be penalized right the principle is like that so similarly in this connection you need to understand that eternal principle which are set by the supreme authority the supreme personality of god had if we fail to comply with this principle we cannot avoid penalty we will be penalized for that that also we should draw from this reference Huh? that means if we do not wish to follow the principle or if we want to interpret the principle according to our understanding or taste we will still be responsible for the consequences huh? we have no power to disobey the principles okay so here we are trying to discuss about the principle of surrender can you share from your experience where even though we are not actually ready to follow the eternal principles but still we are following the principle of surrender is it clear 
Surrender principle is the internal principle established by the Supreme means we need to surrender unto the Supreme. Somebody who is not following this principle, but automatically he is following the principle. Principle is, Veda says, the soul is subordinate to the super soul. And that means, soul supposed to follow the dictations of the super soul, which is current principle of surrender. If somebody fails to comply with this principle, how the surrender principle is applying to the spirit soul. Can you give us some examples? Are we having a human body? Modes of material nature? Modes of material nature? We have to cut our hair. We have to cut our hair? We have to cut our hair. Okay. You have to surrender because our hair is always growing. Okay. Having material body? Material body? Ah, she is giving some wonderful points. You see, whether you want or don't want, <laughs> you are surrendering to the three modes of material nature. How? When it becomes hot, you have no other choice. Right? You have to kind of, you know, surrender yourself to the heat. You can't escape. Can you escape? You may temporarily, you know, put the air con on, but as soon as you come out of the room, you are under the control. Here, surrender means control. Right? Somebody is controlling you and you are forced to remain under control. You see, living entities, they don't want to come under the control of the Supreme Lord. But they choose to come under the control of their boss. Their boss can be in form of the wife. Boss can be in form of the office boss who he is working for. Or their boss can sometimes be his own mind. Do you feel people are surrendering? to their mind. <laughs> so, this principle of surrender is always applicable for the living entities. Whether he wants to surrender or he does not want to surrender. It is automatically happening to him. Can you see it? Can you give me an example where living entities are not following this principle of surrender? Give me a situation when they are not following this principle of surrender. Sipad Jivananda Prabhu ki. Give me some example when you are not following it. 
Give me some examples. To the supreme or just to the material nature? No, whatever it may be. I am asking in general. When someone breaks a law, for example. Uh -huh. When someone breaks a law. Okay. Law. Good. Very good. And what did I say in the beginning? You'll be penalized. That means you cannot escape. Are you getting me? See, if you break this state law or the law of material nature, you are saying that you are kind of not following. But actually you are forced to follow because if you have transgressed, if you have not followed the principle, then you are being penalized. Are you getting me, Prabhuji? Yes. Yes. So that means you, are, you have not been successful in transgressing this law of principles. You are breaking. That means when you are breaking, you will be penalized. In my calculation, I don't see a situation when a living entity is not surrendered to something. Just kind of try to take a deep understanding of this point. Go a little bit, you know, deeper into it. Think of any situation where living entities out of surrender. Because Sastra says, Jiva is subordinate to the Super Soul, Supreme Lord. That is the kind of, you no know, connection. If you are not maintaining that connection, the material nature will force you to surrender to someone else. That is what is happening. This is principle. You cannot change it. <laughs> principle means remains unchanged. Either you surrender to Supreme or you surrender to the material nature. Or if you say, no, I am not surrendering, that means you are breaking the principles. There is a principle, if you break, you will be penalized. That you cannot avoid. Still you are surrendered, automatically. Isn't it very interesting? Many people, they don't kind of realize that. For example, we can say, okay. People say, I want to remain merciful, but at the same time, I'll continue killing some living entities. They don't say, but they pose themselves in that situation. For example, those who eat meat, they will still say, we are also merciful. No, it is contradiction. If you kill some living entities, then you are breaking the principle of being merciful. Okay? If you, uh, for example, if we say, somebody is implicated with some illicit relationship and he says, I am clean. No. He cannot remain clean. This is the principle. If you break this principle of 
not following uh, the WT principles in terms of you know illicit connection, then you cannot become remain clean. That will destroy your cleanliness standard. So that's the link. If you say I am following it and it, no quietly from behind he is breaking this principle. He is penalized. That means the higher authority is controlling him. Huh? If somebody wants to go for what do you say? Go to this gambling. You cannot say he will simultaneously go to gambling and he will remain truthful. The principle is if you are going to gambling, you will be you will lose the quality called truthfulness. So the principle is forcing you to remain surrender. So what we are trying to tell you here is that principles, living entities are eternally subordinate. Either they chose to remain subordinate to the Supreme Lord or they will be forced to remain subordinate to their mind or some boss in the material world, material nature, whatever. And if they want to avoid following the principles, they will be penalized. We are surrendered to this table. Very simple. Just like today. <laughs> no, when we are driving in the desert. And I saw in many different places, you might have seen that. The signboard is there. Uh, you are not allowed to pass. Right? Have you seen that? You are in the middle of a desert. You can, you know, go anywhere in an open field, but still there is that law. It's forcing you to surrender. You cannot just, you know, go past anywhere. Forcing you to, to remain surrender every time, all the time, all situations. I, I, I told you, well, you know, we can say, no, if you go, that means I am breaking the principle, state law, then what will happen? I'll be penalized. You told me. You know this very well. Now you just imagine, we are in a country. And if you go to another country, maybe if you go to India, you are traveling in a kind of a deserted area, nobody will bother if you pass there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, really, okay, there's a different state law. In the material world, a place where you live is forcing you to kind of, you know, remain surrendered. That means the surrender principle is eternally applicable for the living entities, respective of time, place and circumstance. Whatever you stay, material nature is not going to leave you alone. So then, the question can be asked, is it so that when we 
normally people they think surrender means we lose our individuality we lose our independence that is why people are not very much eager to surrender can you follow this yes i don't want to surrender why because if i surrender then i my individuality is going to be annihilated my independence is no more why i want to surrender i want to maintain my independence but just now we proved to you in the previous discussion whether you willfully want or you want to fully avoid you cannot avoid the principle of surrender now the point is we have to be intelligent enough where we can surrender at the same time will maintain our independence yes that will be an intelligent solution for us that means we can surrender we will remain a surrendered soul at the same time we will live happily let me translate it like that when we say we don't want to uh, annihilate our individuality or independence means we are looking forward to having some sort of happiness on our own without any external interference are you getting me yes that is what it means but i don't want to surrender because you are interfering with my personal kind of life because i want to be happy in a particular way and you are interfering with that that's why i don't want to surrender to you so in this connection we are bringing in the supreme authority dictation who wants us to surrender unto him and when we surrender unto him automatically we become blissful happy and peaceful when you surrender to the supreme lord which is the kind of an eternal connection eternal principle you cannot avoid if you follow that then automatically you become happy and satisfied where krishna is telling in bhagavad gita you surrender unto me i will protect you from all sinful reactions why these sinful reactions are coming to us because we are not surrendered to krishna and at the same time we are not abiding the religious principles also and we are breaking the laws that's why there is sinful reaction and krishna understands our precarious situation in this material world that's why he is saying never mind i understand you are not able to follow these dictations of shastra what i have given you may say why i should surrender to krishna i can just follow these religious practices what have been given to us and that's it right 
somebody may say, I don't want to surrender to Krishna. I am, you know, following my religious principles. I am okay. I am protected. Why should I, you know, go to Krishna? Now, the point is, we will say, this country, Prime Minister, he has given some law, some principles are there. Right? And if he is not there in person, then you have to follow. For example, when you are driving, you have to drive on the right hand side of the road. That's a principle. You cannot avoid that. Now, you are driving with the minister, and minister says, okay, from here to until that point, you go on the left. What you will do at that time? You will follow minister's dictation. He is telling you right now. Okay, from here until that point, next profit point, you go on the left. And you say, no, no, I have to go on the right. Will you, will you tell him like that? No. No. <laughs> He's a lawmaker. He's saying, no, from here to next traffic point, you drive on the left. If you tell him at that time, no, I, law said I have to go on right, then he will be you know, proven foolish. So this is what it is. He has given the law. Those are religious principles, codes. If you do not follow his instruction when he is personally telling you, then that will be taken as a crime. That you are not following the principle. <coughs> so that is what it is. There are so many religious principles are there. And when Krishna is not personally coming and telling us that we need to practice those principles. But when he personally comes and tells us, then all those instructions, even though he has given those instructions in form of Vedic literature, still that remains inferior for us. Because he is personally telling us something. So that principle will supersede all other principles which are coming in form of religious instructions. So what is the supreme principle he is telling us? Surrender unto me. So first we discussed whether you want or you do not want. You are forced to surrender. Then the second thing we discussed, well, if we have to surrender, should we surrender to the principle what he has given to us in form of different religious codes, or we can avoid those principles? Yes. In a situation when then we gave the example of the minister, when we are traveling with the minister, minister telling us to drive on the left, at that time, if we tell minister that, no, I will not drive, I will drive, drive on the right hand side of the road, that means you are transgressing the principle. You will be penalized for that. <laughs> so in that connection, we came to a conclusion 
that when the Supreme Lord, He gives a direct instruction, if we do not follow that principle, then we will be penalized. That is why, when He says in Bhagavad Gita, Maam ekam saranam braja, you surrender unto me. What? I will free you from all sinful reactions. Now, we need to understand what are those principles of surrender. There are six principles of surrender. What is that? Anukulyasya sankalpa. Again, in this connection also, we can discuss it in two different ways. Everybody is thinking to follow some favorable situations, right? Favorable means what? I like. That is favorable for me, I think. That's why in this country or any country you may go, people, they want to follow what they like. What is favorable for me? I know. You don't teach me. You don't have to tell me what is good for me, right? Everybody tells, I know better than you, what is good for me? What is good for you? You do not know. What is good for you? <laughs> Means, if you know the subtlety of this principle, how it is acting upon you, if you break some principles, then that is not good for you. So here, that is where our Acharyas, they say, what is favorable for Krishna means you do what he wants you to do. How he will be happy. If you follow this principle, that means you are wishing well for yourself and you are wishing well for everybody. The principle is, when he is happy, automatically everybody will be happy. So that's why, Anukulyasya Sankalpa, that is first principle. What is favorable and pleasing to Krishna, we must accept those activities, those thoughts in our mind again. Then, Whatever is unfavorable means don't entertain any ill thoughts. That is unfavorable. Second principle. And third principle is Rakshishyati Iti Vishwasa. We have to maintain the fact Krishna is my protector. <laughs> it's very hard for many people to accept it because they feel, well, you know, if I don't do this, how is Krishna going to protect me? Whether you take Krishna's shelter or do not take Krishna's shelter, still he is protecting you. If somebody is killing an animal, he is thinking this is you know, favorable for me, 
because I want to eat and I want to have a good life. What is happening? Krishna is going to protect you by sending some suffering so that you don't suffer the consequences afterwards. In that way he is protecting. How to understand this? It's a very deep subject. For example, a son who does not want to follow his father's order. What he is doing? Father says, hey, don't do this. Don't touch this. And son, what he is doing? He wants to touch it. Then it comes to a point, father, you know, slaps the boy. <laughs> you don't want to listen to me? <laughs> okay. Now you listen? Yes, yes, I listen to you now. So this is what it is happening. See, we are breaking this law, this principle. He's saying, take care of mother cow. And what you are doing? No, I don't want to listen to you. I want to eat mother cow. Who is protecting you? And then what he's doing? He's sending. Now this global warming is going on, you know? So many wars, so many quarrels, fight. The cause is you are not listening to his principle. So he is kind of chastising you. Means he is trying to tell you, hey, just surrender unto me. I'll protect you. If you see the history of India, even history of Africa, all these countries, history tells, there was a time when human civilization was protecting Mother Cow. Because that is favorable to Krishna, the principle. And at that time, the human civilization was perfectly peaceful, if you see the history. So, whatever is unfavorable, we have to avoid that. We cannot play with personal sentiment. We have to have faith that he is actually protecting me all the time. Like father, even though there is some chastisement coming from Krishna, he is actually trying to give us protection for the chastisement. And I explained that principle by giving the example of when a son becomes impudent and doesn't want to follow his father's dictation, then father comes to a point when he becomes upset, he will even slap the boy to force him listen to him. That means father's love is nothing but a protection to the boy because he knows what is good for his boy. That means in any situation, any circumstance, we should always have full faith that Krishna will protect me. How? How to accept that? Gaptritva Varanam Tatha. Next principle. Gaptritva Varanam Tatha means you accept Krishna either as your husband, as your master, as your father, whatever it may be. In that way. Means Krishna is the very basis 
of my life for any success. Guardian, you accept somebody as your guardian, he becomes the basis of your success in your life. So in that way, you accept Krishna as your guardian. <laughs> then he will become the basis of the success for your life. This is guaranteed. When you are avoiding to accept Krishna as the basis of your life, then any success you are getting, there is a consequences to follow. I mean to say, consequences to uh, has to be, you have to be kind of known. You have to follow the consequences. You cannot avoid the consequences. On the other hand, when you accept Krishna as the basis, then what will happen? He will ensure that you are free from the consequences. Because you have accepted him. He will protect. Then Many times, people, they make a show of their pitiable condition. You don't have to. Just remain humble. They don't want to remain humble. Rather, they want to make a show of their personality in the society. That is how we are transgressing this law of karpanya. Akarpanya. Atmonikshiva karpanya. Then last principle is Atmonikshiva. This is a very important principle you need to understand. Sadhana. That is there are two types of Atmanikshepa. Means you surrender whatever you possess, like for a Brahastha, he has his family, he has his house, uh, he has some property, some people, anybody, his children. He has to engage everything in Krishna's service. That is called mind concept. There are two principles here. One is me and another one is mine. Right? Two things are there for with us. Me, I have this body. Me, mine means whatever is related to this body. We have seen in the life of Bali Maharaj. It is explained in Srimad Bhagavatam. When Bali Maharaj, he performed the sacrifice and he wanted to give charity. The Lord came in form of a dwarf, Bamandev, to beg from Bali. And what did he say? He said, give me three footsteps of land. Bali said, all right, I'll give you. Even though his spiritual master knew that Lord has come to cheat him. He said, hey Bali, if you say yes, 
next day you're going to become a pauper in the street you're going to snatch away everything from you be careful he said whatever i have under my possession i will give everything to him he said still he will not be satisfied you see what is going to do to you then what did body do he said okay i will surrender everything means whatever i have i will give everything to him he gave how did he give him when he said yes i'll give you three footsteps of land with two footsteps he covered entire planet middle lower and upper planetary system which bai maharaj actually had under his protection and after this lord started chastising him he said bai you had promised me to give three footsteps of land where is the third the place for me to put the third footstep then what did bai maharaj do he said still i am there please put on my hand in this connection we are trying to explain to you the principle that when we say i surrender actually how you surrender one thing you surrender whatever you have under your position in the service of the lord and also me concept has to be surrendered unto the lord that is what lord is teaching to the bali maharaj here bali you have surrendered everything to me but still you have not surrendered yourself to me that means is me my concept can be easily surrendered to the lord whatever i have you know i can engage in krishna service it's very easy actually it's very easy to engage everything in krishna service whatever i possess but to engage myself to give up me concept is not so easy that is why he is teaching through this example that bali maharaj he gave his head to the lord now i am there i feel i am still bali maharaj you know i still exist right even though i have given everything still you know i i maintain my individuality i am bali still there so lord is teaching that no you belong to me you have no separate identity that means if we do not willfully give ourselves to the service of the supreme lord that means you will be serving something else somebody else that is why we say better to serve the supreme better to annihilate our individuality in his service than being forced to give our individuality in somebody else's service and the benefit is when we surrender to him give our me and mine concept to him then he protects us like he protected bali maharaj you see when bali maharaj he gave up everything including him 
the Lord became purchased by Bali Maharaj. The Lord said, Bali, now I will serve as a doorkeeper in Sutaraka. <coughs> Initially, I was saying, people say, if I surrender, that means I am, my individuality is gone, my independence is gone. That means my happiness is gone. In this example, now you see, when Bali Maharaj, he gave everything for the service of the Lord, including himself, then Lord said, Bali, now you go to Sutaloka, you enjoy the opulence, and I will remain the doorkeeper to ensure that nobody is coming to disturb you. This is a fact. I am telling you by citing some evidence from Shastra. Why should you believe me? What I am saying. That I had told that if you maintain, you follow these six principles of surrender, you still maintain your individuality. You still maintain your independence. See what happened to Bali Maharaj. He still maintains his individuality, his independence, he still enjoying happiness. And Lord is what he is doing? He is ensuring that my devotee's enjoyment is preserved. Is protected. That's why he's standing there on the gate as a doorkeeper and Bali Maharaj is inside this Taloka. Do you know this? If you do not know, you should know this. That means if we surrender, if you follow this principle of surrender, will be perfectly happy and satisfied. There is no doubt about it. Outside people cannot understand this. You all are devotees. So I have to tell this to the devotee. I am not talking to outsiders. Only thing is, many times we don't have faith. We have more faith on our mind than these six principles of surrender. So if you practice this, where Krishna is protecting body, he will also protect us. Because he told Krishna Arjuna, please you announce this boldly. My devotee is never vanquished. If Krishna says he may not, you know fulfill his promise. That's why he told his devotee to promise on behalf of him. So if we have that faith and we cultivate the principle, he will protect us. He will ensure that we are saved in all circumstances. Is it clear or do you feel I was not able to explain the principles clearly Still, there is some confusion? Very clear. Very good. <laughs> Spot on. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. When the independence is there with the surrender, yeah. what does that look like exactly? 
Yes, this is this example of Bhai Maharaj. Bhai Maharaj is still kind of, you know, he is there. Because he has surrendered everything, now Krishna is taking charge. He is not letting any material energy or anybody else interfering with your life. Actually, he is giving you independence in that way. That, okay, you are my devotee. Now, you will be happy and peaceful in your life. He will protect you. You don't have to worry about anything. No security alert. <laughs> because always we are kind of an alert to the security. What will happen to me? What will happen to me? He is taking eternal security. So you don't have to worry about anything. You are independent now. Independent now. But Maharaj is independent now. He is happy. He has given whole Sutta Loka. Even Maharaj, right? Mm. Also, Maharaj also. also, yes. He has given Dhruvaloka. Dhruva one, one planet. <laughs> you, do you think Dhruvaloka is not independent there? Yes. Yes, he is independent. He was asking for the kingdom. So he got planet. <laughs> he was asking for his father's throne. So he yeah, started with that. <laughs> he started with that. They are so much independent. You cannot even think of. Right? <laughs> he got the entire planet, Dhruva Loka, who is like in a Vishnu Loka. That, you know, the opulence of Dhruva Loka is as good as the opulence of Vishnu Loka. That means he is enjoying the opulence of Vishnu Loka. Do you think there is no independence in him? How much independence you want? You want Independent means you want to be happy and satisfied in your own area. Vishnu Lord gave him one. Loka is like as good as Vishnu Loka. Sutta Loka is better than Swarga Loka opulence. And the guardian is? Who? Krishna himself. <laughs> this is how you understand. Your individuality is not a matter. Rather, you are given better option to be happy, better atmosphere to remain happy. People don't want to surrender, they don't want to annihilate their individual because they are afraid of experiencing the happiness. Who can be, who can experience better happiness than Dhruva Maharaj in Dhruva Loka, who is as good as Bhakti Loka? That is as good as Vaikuntha Loka. You cannot compare the happiness of this material world with Dhruva Loka experience of happiness. In that connection, you have to understand. When you say that we don't want to surrender means I don't want to lose my personal experiences. Happiness. That is what it boils down to. Right? <clears throat> yes, that is what it is. Why somebody doesn't want? Because they, they want to maintain something for his personal happiness. When you surrender everything, then your personal happiness is under the control of Krishna and he is ensuring that you are happy and satisfied. Even our devotees, we all sometimes feel like 
you do little bit for Krishna, you send a little bit, he is giving you so much. So much security, so much happiness, whatever you want, still he is kind of giving you. Right? Many devotees have this experience. Now imagine if you fully 100% surrender to him, what will happen? When we surrender one house, we join to Hare Krishna, we have 600 houses. <laughs> <laughs> All over. So even riches, we have one or two, maybe three, five houses. But devotees, because we surrender, we have 600, maybe more than that now. Yes. So sometimes Prabhupada used to give that example. He said, yeah. devotees, when we surrender, we don't lose it, we gain more. Yes. We might have one, but we have 600 houses. Actually, it needs some time to kind of, you know, sink in this message in ourselves. Okay, I think we should conclude now. And go for Prasad. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't miss anything. The main part is Prashant. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> more than 600 more? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was training, I was cleaning my bathroom. I'm training to be a GBC, a great bathroom cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my training. That's what they told me. If you want to be a GBC, you got to be a good bathroom. Hare <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for Prashadam. That means here.